This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Got a fun one coming up today. Absolutely. So, Caps fans, uh, the Islanders Never Say Die podcast boys, Grumpy Old Man and TJ, or TJ and Grumpy Old Man, um, are are going to be joining us here in a second, and they're literally saving you from our general uh, Thursday episode where we just kind of, I don't know, mind diarrhea to you, so... You're welcome. You thank them for that. Um, it's definitely always a good time catching up with these guys. Uh, they know all there is to know about the New York Islanders. And honestly, we're interested to hear their thoughts. Um, I can, I, I can, I, I, we did the, the pre-interview, like in the green room, the virtual green room, and I could already see grumpy old man taping up the knuckles with the <laughs> tin foil, you know, to start talking about Barry Trotz or whatever he wants to complain about. So I think we should just pop some tabs and get right into it. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. One, two, three. All right, adding to the stream now, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man boys. Thanks a lot for I have, I have joining. A question. <laughs> yeah, what's really up? quickly. Yeah. I thought you guys actually were popping real beers the entire time when I tuned in and listened. Not <laughs> like this automatic noise pop. I just thought you guys were popping beers. Well, okay, here, listen. Me. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what's about. I look at I look at hockey troll over here. He's popping his soda can over there. Uh, you know, here's the thing, right? He doesn't think people watch his podcast, yeah. so that's why he's bringing us on, right? Or me in particular, not necessarily DJ. I want to get now. I don't know. You got big numbers for this podcast, troll. Big numbers in Pauly. Do we get big of numbers? Of course. Yeah. Of course, we get huge okay, numbers. We do. Right. Tons, I mean, tons of people friends. listen. Four or five right, a week have, at least. How many? Five. Four, five, yeah, at the, at, the, at the high end, at least. Okay. Total downloads. Well, here's the yeah. thing. You're going to have bigger watches now, today. I, that's why we okay. brought I don't, you. I, I'm going to tell you, I don't listen to your show. I don't know what your show is about. I, already, I know that you're lying to the people when you have to program in little popping cap noises. But you know, here's the funniest <laughs> thing. This is for people who are first time to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Please uh, sign into it. We're trying to help Jeremy out. I'm sorry, hockey troll out. Oh, man. He obviously the, the, needs a haircut, right? So you know the guy's got problems. All right, let's just be honest. But he gave one set of instructions for us before the show started. Mm. It was okay. Let's try to be quiet for a minute. And I'm sitting here nice and quiet. The cats chirp guys are sitting in the nice quiet. And there's TJ. If you're looking at him, eat. <laughs> I'm like, dude, do you not know what quiet means? It means shut up, put yourself on mute, do whatever you have to do, stop making noise. That's what being quiet means. Well, Sorry I did have myself I had to get that off my chest. It's okay. It's okay. And, and here's the thing. The reason that we do that is so that I can, like, my, my – so obviously this is – Forever on the internet as the stream, but for the, uh, for the recording software that we use to upload the actual podcast for our listeners, uh, I do like a noise cancellation. So hopefully, um, you know, TJ's slurping and, and, you know, pick at the trough sounds will be, <laughs> will be, <laughs> will be canceled oh, yeah, out. Honestly, you don't need to give me an explanation. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> classic, oh, classic grumpy. Um, all right. Well, look, boys, it's been like, 
it feels like a year since we've talked last. And it's always a pleasure having you on, all jokes aside. Uh, you guys are super, super Islander fans. You watch all the games. You know what's going on, obviously. You're original gangsters. That's what OG means, by the way, Grumpy. I know you're old. You don't really know like the, the cool slang. Uh, but you guys are OG podcast hosts on the Hockey Podcast Network. You were there when we were, you know, we were original hosts of this network. So we bring in all the, all the OG guys, uh, typically because we've developed the strongest relationships with them. But, um, how are things going? And, and, you know, I don't know if you want to get into personal lives, you know, or anything, but, you know, t- tell us about it. That's fine. First of all, I'm disappointed that you did not do my intro correctly. Oh, right. that's right. You mean the one that I made up for you? As I was about to say, right. it's the intro right. that Hockey Troll came up with that grumpy old man now needs us to do on every freaking podcast <laughs> that's ever existed that he that he's on. doesn't matter whether it's the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man podcast. doesn't matter what it is. He always gets pissed off. He's like, you didn't do my line. I'm like, God, I'm lying. Give it a rest. Hi, Grump. Yeah, because TJ's not able to pull it off. You know, he's only been doing it for five years, and he's not able to pull off. You know, there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. And let me, let's... Uh, you know, total transparency here. Yeah. That was given to me by Hockey Troll, and I just took it. At, it it's like, a great line. It's a great line. It is a great line. And You're can welcome. You imagine, TJ, we do this podcast, I don't know, 15, 16 times a week. I don't know how often we do it. But TJ does it every time, and he continually forgets that opening line. I don't understand <laughs> it. <sighs> Sorry, TJ. Grumpy, grumpy. <laughs> No, I, no, I, no. Here's the thing. I do want, you know, TJ mentioned we do the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. Yeah. And for members of Catch Chirp, we also do a TJ and the Grumpy Old Man podcast. It was general sports and shooting the shit. We do fan fights. We do uh, live games with uh, some pithy commentary as they're going on. Just <laughs> stuff like that. And I really suggest that you check it out. It's a whole lot of fun for me anyway. And, uh, you know, the millions and millions of people who love us. <laughs> millions? I thought it was billions, Grumpy. Millions. Don't say you're so short, man. I don't want to brag. All right. There you go. <laughs> Shameless plug from Grumpy Old yeah. Man. Um, always promoting himself. You know, he's a marketing genius over there. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm a genius in my own mind. Yeah. So, so, I mean, well, let's... Okay. I think that we can open it up and, and just say that the Islanders are the biggest surprise in the Metropolitan Division this year. Uh, Polly, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think in our, our pre-game, or our preseason picks, you and I both had them winning the East. Yeah. Or at least going to the conference finals. Right. Or at least, yeah, I mean, but why not? I mean, come on. How is this trend broken? I mean, it's back to back years, I believe, that you've been to the conference finals. Is that right? Yeah, Barry Fox is our coach. That's why it's happening. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. What, what was that, Grumpy? <laughs> Barry Fox is our coach. That's why we're a failure. How dare you? Remember, yeah. we, you can't, you can't slander trots on the, that's the, that's rule number two. You can't slander trots too, too heavily on here, but go into that. Talk on that a little bit. Be respectful, yeah, okay. well, but talk on that. Rule number one is I do whatever I want. So that's rule number one. So just letting you know. <laughs> rule number one. I'm number one. All right. Well, I mean, like you had said, and I thought this was going to be a nice little setup for Grump, but I guess he missed it. He said the biggest surprise was the Islanders have struggled so mightily this season, Grump. I thought you were going to hit him back with a, a quick quip there saying, uh, not a surprise to me. I thought you were going to bring up your little envelope to where you wrote down your season prediction. Grumpy <laughs> yeah. old man told me some predictions at the beginning of the season, and okay. they were – 
for the podcast sake, I said way too negative. I said, we just come off of two back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. You cannot put the Islanders not making the playoffs on a prediction. I wouldn't let him. So he, he sealed it up. <laughs> I feel like we're playing Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. And Grumpy oh, sealed up this envelope and put it somewhere in a high hiding spot. He's going to unveil it at the end of the season. Like, oh, I'm, I'm even going to unveil it. Not just unveil it. I'm going to unveil it. <laughs> Grumpy, that one's for you, buddy. Just take it. Just, yeah, there you go. Talking well, about beef over people, here, huh? Great. We yeah. want people, the 500,000 people who listen to the Cats Chirp podcast to come to the TJ and Grumpy Old Man show. That's what we want them to do. If you say something like unveil, they're like, instead of unveil, they're like, what is this guy, a moron? Yes, he is, but I'm not. So please listen. Okay, so, so yeah, uh, yeah, 38 points, though. 38 points. On topic, All jokes aside, um, I am not surprised. That this is where we are in the standings, honestly. Uh, I, I did. We had a prediction. I could, I, DJ told me you cannot predict that on the show. You cannot do it. So (laughs) I did did put it in an envelope and I feel confident in my prediction at this point in time. Uh, you know, when I talked to the people, I said we would come in second to Carolina. Uh, for me, the biggest surprise in the division is the New York Rangers, the, the ascension of the Rangers. That's the biggest surprise to me. Um, but like I said, when all is said, and we'll do it at the end of the year. That's, I'm not doing it on this show. Sorry. Cannot unveil the envelope on no this No exclusives show. here, apparently. Okay. We're not good enough. So, but like I said, it's not a surprise to me that this is where we are. You could see the downward trajectory over the last couple of years, even though we did make it to these conference finals, even conference finals two years in a row. You can see, you could see where we were going and the fact that we've made no improvements of the team for the last three years, honestly. But I mean, where, where does the adage, if it's not broken, don't fix it? You know, at what point does that? Did happen? we win a Stanley Cup? Did we win a Stanley Cup? No, but you went deep. Then we're broken. Then we're broken. <laughs> I, I, if you're not I, first, you're last. <laughs> let, let me put it to you like this: I don't believe it's as black and white as that. But what happened here is think about this: we're a team that is an older team. Sure. We've got, and again, I'm not even sure, how, what is it, 10 forwards, Grumpy? I know you keep it, and I know you've got this written down. How many forwards do we have that are above the age of 30 or over? Eight who are over, one who's on the cusp. Yes, and that's Jean-Gabriel Paget. We're a team that's just littered with veterans, littered with aged individuals, and we start to see a little bit of the, the signs of the aging process, and it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, you look at the goals for every single game, it, you know, it's... Right, we're about middle of the pack. The first three years of trots, next year we've fallen off. Right, we haven't made any real adjustments to this team and roster except just keep the same exact cast and true together and make a trade at the deadline and say this is our new answer. And when your answer was Kyle Palmieri now in 46 games with the Islanders has 11 total points in the regular season games, I, I mean that's just not foot the bill. You sign him to a five million dollar year contract in the offseason, Lou Lamarillo does. And you expect them to play top six minutes and produce points for you. Again, seven points this year in the 30-some-odd games he's played. That's just unacceptable. It's as simple as that. And that, you forget forget our big off-season additions. Zach Parise, he of the 10 games, healthy scratch at uh, Minnesota towards Dale last year. And Zdeno, yes, I'm totally finished, Char. (laughs) Well, you know, that's a return to home. You guys drafted him. You had to get him. Yeah, you know what? He uh, when he was drafted, I think my children were both in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. 
Yeah, that that would make sense. Um, and so, so you're 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 chalking this up to just age. So it's not Barry yeah. Trotz, like you said. Lack of te- no. Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> you want to Barry Trotz? Barry Trotz is the reason why we're in this trouble. His refusal, his steadfast refusal to play anybody under the age of thirty sends me over the edge. Don't push that button, please. <laughs> what about? But what about Barzell? How's he doing? He he looks like he's disinterested. It looks like he doesn't want to be there anymore. And I firmly believe, okay, now, I'm just looking at you, Troll, and let's say you were, I don't know what you do well, I don't know, let's say... Everything. I don't know. Okay, so let's say, let's say you're a championship eater, for instance. Definitely, definitely that. So, let's say Barry Trotz was your manager, and he says, you know what, we know that you love to eat, but we're going to limit what you can eat. And somehow that's going to make you better in the long run. We have that's a shit guys. analogy. Well, I, I'm, well, I want I want to bring. I know everyone eats on this podcast. I figure everyone who's listening to this podcast eats. But sure. let's say you know, hey, you want to be a championship eater. I want to eat a bag of chips and <coughs> hot dogs without rolls and ramen noodles. So let's say you want to do that. But Barry Trotz says, no, no, no. You're a young guy. You're going to just have two chips. And three slices of hot dog. Veterans, <laughs> eat anything you want. But young guys, absolutely not. Well, you make I, a mistake, if you spit up that hot dog, bench. You get benched. Okay. Grumpy, that was, a, that was a real long, drawn-out, yeah, shitty analogy. Sucks, you, you, it, missed, it missed a point. But I, 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 respect, I respect the effort, Grumpy old man. That being said, yeah, you look at the player personnel decisions that we've had. It's, it's mind-boggling. And you even predate this back to last year. Barry Trotz has never shown the ability, in my opinion, right? He's a good coach. He has many deficiencies. And the thing I, I cannot stand about Islander fans is we have been so woeful for the last two decades that now that we've seen a little bit of a revitalization here in the, in the organization of the franchise, we've seen some good times. Now, all of a sudden, this man, Barry Trotz, cannot do anything wrong. I think he consistently mismanages the players in the minutes and what he throws out there is line combinations. He's miserable at that. I think he's good with his defensive structure. And this year, right, I don't think it's a lack of motivation. And some people are opining, hey, maybe it's that the team's not as motivated. They've made it the back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. They're not as hungry. Maybe. But I think it's just the players have lost a collective half a step. And when you add that up by seven or eight players on your forward group, I mean, you're taking multiple steps back. Your team is just one of the slowest in the NHL. We're the oldest in the NHL. We're one of the slowest teams in the NHL, too. Interesting, interesting. So, they, we, Polly and I are no strangers to this criticism. And we told you this. When when Trotz came on, you instantly, you know, 10 games in, Grumpy was already out the door with this guy with because he doesn't, you know, because he doesn't, I don't know, fluff uh, Barzell over there and make him feel good and all these things. Uh, and that is a criticism that is, that was steadfast in DC as well. Uh, he, I think that the DC faithful didn't like the treatment that they gave young players, but you know, I don't, I mean, that this seems, la- we're getting it again from Laviolette. You know, they want to see Connor McMichael play more. They want to see, Sprong, who's a defensive li- liability out there, want to want to play more. I mean, he just took two penalties in in Pittsburgh, and the Penguins converted on both of them. 
uh, you know, he's, uh, but, but I think that that's like the trend and, and, and he's, the way he's defended it is the NHL is not a development league, right? Mm. You got to be top of your game here when you come and play at the NHL. You're not learning anymore. You need to be performing versus learning. Um, so I don't know. What do you say to that? I mean, what, what, who do you have in your stock? Like, do you have somebody in your farm? that you'd rather see instead of whoever else or, you know, what's, is it just playing time? The issue we've got too is that like, for example, last year, and again, it's not just a one time incident. It's, it's a repeated offense that just gets more and more egregious. The more I see it last season, we lost Anders Lee, who is as grumpy. We'll call him an endearing fashion, average Anders Lee. We lost him due to blasphemy. Um, Average Andrews Lee, dude, Andrew. I know you're. I know you're a fan. What is it? The Notre Dame hockey. Yeah, I'm actually. Well, you can't see. It. I'm wearing one right now. The hat. <laughs> there it is. But and again, Average Andrews Lee goes out with injury, and so what do we do? We acquire Kyle Palmieri. We've got options on the left wing, and instead, Barry Trotz for forty some odd games, including the postseason, determines to put Leo Komarov, who's out of the NHL. On the left wing, on the first line left wing, like 15 some odd minutes a night. That's egregious. And we see it here continue. Josh Bailey's been miserable this season. We've had players that have played at a miserable level. Oliver Wallstrom's our best shooter on the team by a country mile. And we shackle him to the third line. This is his third year up here in the NHL. This is, well, I guess his second full year up here in the NHL. And he's not playing top six minutes. This guy was the eighth overall pick, or what is he, ninth overall pick? I don't know. Top 10 overall pick for us. He was number 11. He was number yeah. eleven. Don't let facts get in the way of a good argument. <laughs> he was the eleventh. He was the eleventh overall pick for us. Not to, I mean, he was the eleventh overall pick. What grumpy in the twenty eighteen draft? I mean, he's got he's got some seasoning here. He's twenty. He's about to be twenty two years old. Uh, and I just think to myself, I'm like, the guy plays less minutes than he needs, or less minutes than he should be playing out here on the ice. Our team does not score goals. We're bottom three in the NHL for goals scored per game. This is a kid who puts the puck in the net. So what does Barry Trotz do? He continues to elevate and play players who are not playing at a good level, who are veterans, and they'll put Zach Parise, 37-year-old Zach Parise on the first line before this kid, Oliver Wallstrom, who scores goals better than anybody else on the team. He'll shackle him on the third line and give a 37-year-old veteran, Zach Parise, first-line minutes. He plays on the power play, plays on the penalty kill. He'd play him 18 minutes a night before he put Oliver Wallstrom on the top, even a top-six role. It's just, it's mind-numbingly dumb. Here's the thing. You say about Zach Carrillo, <coughs> at least I'll say one thing for him. He does skate up and down the wing. The worst, uh, the most atrocious decision is when he puts that useless, skanky dog, Josh Bailey, on the first line. <laughs> but let me tell you something. This guy is the best of perimeter Pete. He just hangs onto the boards waiting for his mommy to bring him a juice box. That's what he does. He's an absolute zero, and somehow this guy is always on the first line. He does nothing. I mean nothing. He's the queen of secondary assists. <laughs> what I mean is he'll give the puck to somebody else who does all the work towards the goal, and all of a sudden, hey, Josh Bailey's got two points today. Josh Bailey sucks. <laughs> and here's the thing. You guys, didn't you – you had Everly for a while, right? Yeah, and, and, and think about this, too, right? We had Everly. We were rumored this offseason to be in on Vladimir Tarasenko. Grumpy old man and myself opined on it and said, if you are wanting to make the next step, if you want to beat Tampa, we cannot score goals. We need a legitimate top-line right winger. Simple as that. 
You lose Everly. You sign back Palmieri. Palmieri's a, on a good team. He's a third-line right wing. Josh Bailey on a good team. He's a third or a fourth-line right winger. And for us, they play two top six roles. We have a guy who's a prototypical top six right winger, and we play him in a bottom six role, which is a head scratcher. But we said, go after Vladimir Tarasenko. Make the move. Be bold, right? Oh, the asking price was too high. Lula Marillo wanted them to retain some sort of cap hit. I said, oh, they're worried about the medicals. We heard every freaking excuse under the sun this offseason. And all year long, Grumpy Old Man and I said, be bold. This guy can play. He's a real player. The doctor said in bad form that the shoulder was healthy. <clears throat> but here's the thing, right? The only reason we said that is because they said it's Stanley Cup or bust this year for this team. Yes. That's what they said. Stanley Cup or bust. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, if it's truly Stanley Cup or bust, you roll the dice. Yeah. Absolutely roll the dice then. Yeah, but you spin to the Carice, max. Right. But if Zach Carisi and Zidane are <clears throat> your, uh, you know, that's the guy you're going to put over the top. It's not happening. We're just not talented enough, unfortunately. Uh, like I said, it's just frustrating from our end because I could see this coming. And now you see all the, the people in the Islanders media cartel who hate the grumpy old man. They despise me because I'm not one of these. Oh, everything's great, Johnny. We're just one goal away from winning the Stanley Cup. No, you aren't. Tampa Bay just toyed with you long enough to dispose of you. They said, you know what? This is what happened in those that Eastern Conference, Conference Final. It was two to two, and they were getting ready to go back to Tampa. And Stamkos wakes up, and he's like, "Geez, hold on a second. Let me call. Uh, uh, let me call. Uh, <laughs> let me call uh, Like, hey guys, I had this horrible dream that we were tied two to two in the series against the Islanders. I mean, it's the craziest thing. It's not possible, right? Like, we had the same dream. <laughs> they look at it. Oh my gosh, we're tied." So then they come out and blow out the Islanders eight nothing the next day. I mean, because that's about as close as we are to Tampa Bay. And for me, I've always said the last couple of years, we're not talented enough to win a Stanley Cup. We're just not. The ceiling and Barry Trotz got us to our ceiling. Eastern Conference Final, getting shit canned against a really good team. I mean, that's that's what we are. And until you make changes, as Lou Lamarillo or Barry Trotz makes the necessary changes to get this team younger. We're just going to continue on that downer trajectory. So then, I, I really quickly, I want to ask you guys about the audio. Were you be Were you able to hear every time I was coughing? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. okay. I apologize. <laughs> now it makes sense why you could have heard me earlier. I thought I had it hooked up to the roadcaster and I had it hooked up to the damn camera. What I a apologize. loser. What a and you're coming loser. in clearer I now. You're coming in in dulcet tones now. So. Oh. Um, well, okay. Speaking on change, though, what? What are what are they doing on uh for free you know trade deadline what's going to happen, um and then the bigger picture is do they do they dump, you know hockey god Lou Lamarillo and not resign because I believe is Barry Trotz on his last year, he's got one year left unfortunately. Okay, here's the thing he's he's a good coach he's not the coach that this system and this team needs in order to to succeed unfortunately. Well, he's a team that this system needs. But not the team that this team, needs. not the coach that this team needs. Yeah, it's I mean, system. the system's good, right? I mean, hit what the way he wants the players to play is is great, and that's why that's what got the Caps the cup in eighteen. Uh, he had everybody buying in, and that's probably his. I think his biggest strength is that he treats the players like people, and and he he's just a really good guy. Um, and you know, 
he knows hockey and that's a, a big part of his his thing everybody buys in under Barry Trotz and I think that we saw that in the past two to three years with the Islanders um you know since 18 basically uh we saw that with the Islanders club here but so you know if it's a matter of getting a couple studs in because you know Barry Trotz no offense to the Islanders or maybe there is a little bit of offense that I mean here but the team like you said the Caps have way more firepower right they just their woes lied in defensive structure right and and understanding a breakout and things like that doing better and, and trying a little bit harder and, and buying in uh, not being rock stars out there uh, and that's what got us a, a cup 100% agree with that 100% Paul do you want to say anything I, mean, <laughs> I, I feel bad you're sitting over there he's got the capture he's cutting your freaking head off I, know. I don't know I'm sorry it seems like this is a one way street on the capture podcast that's all I'm saying I'm just a really uh, pretty decoration you know <laughs> okay well you're doing your job well um, oh, thank you. Here's the thing. I, I 100% agree with what what does Barry Trotz do and what type of team he should he be coaching. I think he'd be great in Edmonton right now. Oh, yeah. That's the type of coach they need. Edmonton, uh, McDavid would want to leave. Well, that's true, but that's that's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is he brings structure, and that's really good in the regular season. I feel that he's a really good regular season coach because he does get buy-in. Uh, and when you have a team that is just in a shambles uh, defensively, he's good. But you have to have talent. So you're going to take a team with uh, really good talent like the Capitals had a few years ago, and you can potentially turn them into a Stanley Cup champion. I mean, I'm going to say they benefited from playing an expansion team in the finals. So, you know, you know, that kind of a, you know, that's kind of why it happened there. All um, right. No, no, but, but here's, here's, here's the other thing, too. But, no, but seriously, you guys had so much talent where in big moments, your talent was able to step up and make plays. Well, yeah. that's not the case with the Islanders. So he can take a team who's been downtrodden for a long time, like the Islanders had been, and he can bring them to, you know, here. But he's never going to get them over the top, if you know what I mean, if the talent isn't there. And here's the thing, too. Look at that Washington lineup when they won the Cup, right? I mean, Ovechkin's first ballot Hall of Famer. Does John, does John Carlson, does a guy like Nicholas Baxter, they get maybe like – maybe they wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame perhaps, but they might be in the Hall of really good. You know what I mean? Like you think about how many players are on that cusp of really fantastic players, right? AO is definitely first ballot guy. The Islanders don't yeah. have anywhere close, not only to the Hall of Fame, let alone the Hall of Very Good. And, and that's why what he's done with this team has been fantastic. And him and Lou have brought respectability back to the organization. They bought, they brought, they brought more than what we could have ever asked when they originally joined. But there's always an expiration date on these coaches, on general managers. And I just think that time is now. You look at the league and I'm not saying it's, you know, you need to fully ingratiate yourself with the ideology. But it's all up-tempo, fire engine style of hockey, heavy forward-checking. You know, you're going to be winning games 4-3, to 5-4, to four, a lot of scoring. You don't, And again, you don't see a lot of these, hey, we're going to have to fight it out here to win one nothing in regulation. Or we're going right. to have to try to go ahead and win an overtime or shootout. I mean, we just lost to the, the Seattle Kraken at home and you got shut out by dominated. the Seattle Kraken. Dominated, dominated. Not 2-1, to one, got beat 3-nothing, awful. Destroyed. And here's the thing. Under Barry Trotz, I'm sorry, that type of display at home is unacceptable. 
unacceptable. And I just see, again, we're just continuing to roll out the same exact lineups. Our team is 100% healthy from what we were at the beginning of the season. What they thought was, this was a team that could compete for the Stanley Cup. We are out there, and we get rolled at home. No injuries, might I add. None to the, the opening day roster. Actually, in addition of what we didn't have the opening day lo- roster, lost at home to the Seattle Kraken. I mean, outshot two to one, awful, woeful. He, in my opinion, he can't be here. His, 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 his shelf life is done. Okay, so you're done on work. coach. What about what about Lou? He he's, he's on another be. echelon, right? He's he's, 79. he's he's royalty though, is he not? Yeah, they, they do not want to rebuild this team. Lou and Barry want to win now, and what they're going to do is they're going to further mortgage off our future in order to try to get one more shot with this team next year. We have guys sign on long term contracts. Seven of the twelve forwards we'll have on a roster next year too are going to be thirty or older. Anders Lee's not getting younger. He's 33. He'll be 33 years old next year. Josh Bailey will be 34. You just look at all these people. They weren't fantastic players. They were good players in their prime. But now they're entering 33, 34, 32, 33 years old. You don't get better at that age. You're only seeing that decline. And the only players that you have that even have a chance to take a step forward, Matt Barzal, who's hampered by a miserable wing there, and Josh Bailey, and Anders Lee, who is I mean, he's a garbage man. That's what he is. He right. doesn't have a great shot. He stands right. in front of the net. He yeah, you hear that, Polly? He's a fucking garbage man. <laughs> he's, a gar- he's a garbage man. He's, he's a he's big a body. Man. Yeah. I, 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 say, I say this. I say in, in a really good situation, he's a broke man's or he's a poor man's Dave Anderchuk. Don't say it. Don't say Dave Anderchuk <laughs> and Anders Lee in the same freaking sense I keep telling you. Company <laughs> says he's a broke man's Dave Anderchuk. And I say, yeah, okay, that's the type of player he is. He's a guy who stands in front of the net. He parks there, doesn't skate well. He doesn't play any defense. He doesn't hustle on the back end. <laughs> back end. He fights for the pucks down low, and he, and he gets in front of the goal, and he tries to redirect shots. That's what he does. And you've got Josh Bailey, who doesn't have a shot, who's more of a passer and a facilitator, paired up with Matt Barzal, the best playmaker on your team. There's nobody who can shoot the puck on that line. And what I'm worried about is long-term, right? Matt Barzal's contract, he's got one year. What is it, one year left? He's restricted free agent, Crumpy. He has this year. He's got the one-year additional contract. So he's he's on a contract until this next offseason. Not this year, but the next year. Then he's got one year of restricted free agency. He can walk. Right. And the thing I worry about is he looks – unbelievably disinterested and he looks just you could just tell he just looks very upset on the ice he just looks pissed off he's not happy with the way things are headed he's not happy with his line mates he has a consistent revolving door for the last two years between his left wing and his right wing and if i'm a top tier player that i know with the style i play i could put up 100 plus points anywhere else in the nhl if they they adopted a style of more offense and more attacking why not go somewhere else that's on the cusp as opposed to this team who's now in the cellar here or in the, they're a cellar dweller in the Islanders and look like there's no hope in sight. Okay. Here's the thing. Cole and Paulie, I'm going to actually answer your question that you asked because right. TJ just refused and went off on some diatribe. <laughs> it's um, okay. It was a good one. Lou Lamarillo, 79 years old. Yeah. Right. Okay. At some point in time, he's going to want to retire. Now he's still lucid when you listen to him. I mean, he is, but I just think that some of the finer points of the game, like salary cap, uh, developing young players, uh, not just raping uh, your draft picks every year, I don't think he's aware that that's not maybe necessarily the best way to build a team. So my biggest issue is if they do get rid of Lamarillo, what would they be looking at? To me, I'm looking at organizations like Florida, Tampa, Carolina. 
These are teams, even uh, maybe even Anaheim, teams that have shown a progressive way to the new NHL. That's what the Islanders need. What my, I'm really afraid of is that they're going to put Fredo Lamarillo, who's uh, the general manager in Bridgeport, that's Lou's son, Chris. I call him Fredo because, you know, he's the weakling of the Lamarillo family. Uh, cheap Godfather, Godfather references. Wow. That's right. Here, we're going. You get every, let me tell you something. You listen to our podcast, you get everything. Yeah, everything. We're, we're getting it here, guys. Yeah. All right. Good and, stuff. You know, but here's the thing. I'm afraid they might want to slip him in. And what does that mean? That means that this potentially Barry Trotz would stay coach. Let me tell you something. Islander fans are starting to build the gallows now. I hear the nails going into the wood. They're getting ready to hang this man. Well, and I think he's a good coach. I think sure. he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. He's a good coach. And he was good for us for what we needed at the time. But now it's time to move on. And I hear the argument really quickly, too. Oh, well, are you just going to completely uh, invalidate and you're going to completely ignore the success we've had under him, right? We went from one of the worst teams in the NHL to making the playoffs three years in a row, went to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. Does that mean nothing to you? No, it does. It does mean something to us, and we're happy that he was able to go ahead and elevate us to that point. But it's like with Vegas, right? When they think to themselves, okay, let's just, I mean, Gerard Gallant wasn't the answer there. And again, they've struggled since, but he was not the person to take them to the next step. Gallant's a really good coach, but he's never been able to win the big thing. I mean, Barry Trotz, what he's been a coach, he's been a coach in the NHL for what, 24, 25 years? He's got yeah. one cup. He coached Alexander Ovechkin in that fantastic Washington Capitals team for what four or five years. He has one cup to show from it. It was three. He, it was three years. Getting, but you know, we we, getting, we had missing pieces too. You know, Lars Eller, a linchpin of the Stanley Cup. We needed a, we needed a third third line scoring center. It, plain and simple, we got it. And even more so than Barry Trotz, which Barry Trotz had a big hand hand in our success. But <clears throat> I think Lars Eller is the reason that we have that we're we're Stanley Cup champions for the first time in our franchise history. But but, you know, like I said, you've got – I mean, Cap Friendly is projecting you to have almost $12 million in deadline cap space. That is the enough. What? That the is what? enough for, for – te- that's enough for, I don't know, a score. You can fill. Okay. You can, no. No. Okay. Oh, you press another button. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? A rental. A rental. Anything. What I, no. We, we, we are well past the chance of making the playoffs. Look at look at how the playoffs line out. We're like 15 or 16 points behind. I mean, we may have a few games in hand, but we're sure as shit not catching anyone. What I'd like to see us do at the deadline, sell off and maybe take a bad contract that has one year left of somebody they need to get off like a toxic acid who's just draining funds. You have cap space, so go ahead and take a bad contract that's got one year on an expiring deal. Wow. We this is doom and gloom, Polly. Are you hearing this? No, yeah. this is called realism. This is called realism. <laughs> I live in the real world. This is the real world. This is not uh, lollipops and gumdrops, unicorns and show ponies. No, no, no. This is the real world here. Okay? Yeah. This that's, is... that's what I deal with, reality. Here's the thing, right? What Do you think a free agent, let's say there's a free agent out there you want. Well, you can get two. A free agent who scores. Let's say you're a free agent who's a big scorer. Philip Forsberg. Yeah. Okay. Would you go play for the New York Islanders and Barry Trotz? If for a year? No, no, I'm talking about this offseason too, right? The biggest thing is this Islanders complex. They've always said, well, the, we can never get a big name free agent. They go down the list. Panera and every, every which player. They, oh, we can never sign a big name free agent. It used to be, well, we didn't have the arena. Uh, you know, the arena was in bad shape. The Coliseum, and now we're playing between the Coliseum and the Barclays Center. So we don't know, you know, we don't have the arena, arena figured out. But they used to give us every single excuse under the sun. 
the excuse is right now that the playing style of Barry Trotz is going to hamper a more offensive-minded player. Do you think if Johnny Goudreau, he's going to be a free agent this offseason, yeah. do you think he would say, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and sign up the Barry Trotz where I'm going to get bitched out on the bench if I don't play a full 200-point game? I know on a really good team I could be putting up 100-plus points a season, but um, Barry Trotz team, maybe I'm looking at 67. I saw you know, he brought up rookie Matt Barzal from a point-of-game average his first season in the NHL to uh, maybe he breaks 60 points if he's lucky because he's going to get bitched out. He's going to get benched if he doesn't play the full 200-foot game. Nobody wants to sign up for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, Polly, man, That's what do you, you got to say about yeah. that? I mean, you... <laughs> I got girl, I got little girls knocking on my door selling Girl Scout cookies. And did you, know, you buy, did nice. you buy them? Get the hell out of here. I'm doing a podcast, kid. <laughs> oh, man. Later. We got ours online. Yeah. I think I ordered some. I've got, I, I owe someone money, I'm sure, at some point. I don't know. Maybe you look like you've been in a lot of girls' captain. No. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. I'm, I was doing easy. Did you know, you know, my 23 and me says that I have the muscle composition of an elite power athlete. I just want you to know that, Grumpy. Maybe she doesn't know what athletes are. Does she know what they are? <laughs> no, no, a 23 and me 23 is like and a me. Pet. It's, it's, I, okay. I don't know what that means. My wife did one of those. I don't believe it. I could spit in a cup and they could tell me where I'm from and they could yeah. tell me all. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Not at all. No way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Islanders have the third least goals for game in the NHL. Let's just think about their in company of the Arizona Coyotes and the Montreal Canadiens. Then the next team on that list is the New York Islanders. The New York Islanders have less goals a game than the Chicago Blackhawks, the fading Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, we're miserable. 2.36 goals scored a game. I'm not saying we have to be scoring four goals a game like your Edmontons, like your Florida Panthers, or your Colorado Avalanche. All I'm saying is it would be nice if we were scoring in the middle of the pack, right? This system works when you're, you know, a top tier team on, you know, preventing goals from going in and you're even middle of the pack regarding offensive production. The system is okay. It works well. It doesn't work well when you're again playing well defense, but offensively you just completely stifled the entire team. This kid, Oliver Walsh, I'm going to say one more thing about it. He's the best shootout player we've got. He was the one who had the viral clip of him when he was young, and he was in the Boston Bruins arena. Was it TD Trade Garden, Grumpy? TD Garden. Yeah, TD Garden. He's got the one where he picks it up at like 12 years old, and he hits it with a backhand, and it was one of the viral videos all over the place, right? He's been fantastic shootout player in juniors, fantastic there in the A, fantastic in the NHL last year. He shot him ninth. In the most recent shootout. By the way, it went nine rounds, and Oliver Wallstrom was the only Islander to score. But he was he was playing defenseman. He was rolling out defensemen and forwards that don't have a lick of offensive talent. It was Zach Parise before Oliver Wallstrom. And it's just like these decisions he makes just blow my mind. It makes me think if we need to start integrating young players, does Barry Trotz show us even an inkling that he will do so? I think the answer to that's no. No, it's no. 100% agree. You know, so, I, I don't know. Who's your answer? Know. Yeah, what's what is exactly? Who, trying what to, we're coach trying to find do you bring positive in? Here. You guys are just you know, what it is. Here's you're making it is. our job easy. <laughs> That's the answer. Blow them all out of there. Rebuild. <laughs> Who is his answer? Who's your answer for head coach Grump that you say out there all the time? Joe Quinville. Oh, you're gonna go with Quinny. Will Absolutely. he? Will he ever coach again in the NHL? No. I think I think we saw with the Vander Kane once we saw that they don't they don't care at all about any of that stuff. They just care about what type of producer you are. And with a head coach, if you're a good head coach, you play. If you're a good player, you play. Think about the, the checkered pass. The thing is, 
Evander Kane, right? Tell me the Islanders couldn't have rolled the dice on a guy like that. If they were serious about contending, right, roll the dice on somebody like that. I mean, like, okay, he had this offseason, the allegations on betting on his own games and all that other stuff pop up. He's a pariah in the locker room. Nobody wants him there. He's got the fake vaccine card. He's had a litany of issues his entire NHL career. Sure. And and I think to myself, I'm like, okay, they're under current investigation for the gambling on his own game. So, well, magically that got cleared up real quick as soon as Edmonton wanted to go ahead and sign him as a free agent. You think to yourself, okay, what would happen with Quinville? Probably something along the same sorts. He'd probably have to sit out this year. And the thing is, maybe he'll sit out one more year because there's no way in hell the Islanders are firing Lou Lamarillo or Barry Trotz. We're, we're going to have him for one more year, and they're going to make a full-out effort and push to go ahead and win a cup, and they're going to trade away this year's draft picks, and they're going to trade away whatever type of prospect we have, which is one of them, Atu Ratu, to try to double down, and they're going to sink us back five or ten years this franchise. When I said well, it when I said on our podcast last night, if that happens, you might as well just take a shovel and bury the Islanders for the next five years. <laughs> that that's what that's what it's going to be. We're going to bury the organization. Back to picking in the top five every year. Hey, let's look at draft pot prospects in December because our season's over. Oh, wait, we're, <laughs> we're looking already in February, so oh that doesn't tell you where we currently are. Wow. So you okay now? I'm going to play some devil's advocate, Polly. You know, I know Polly's always the positive one, and I can't believe I'm going to be the positive. I'm not. I can't. You guys are just bringing bringing it down. So the L.A. Kings, similar situation, couldn't score. Great defensive, uh, both under Suter had a good system and an incredible goalie, which you have, um, along with a solid blue line and some good role playing offensive talent in the playoffs when they made it. Uh, the, and again, they kind of limped in and they won a cup. Now you look at the St. Louis Blues, right, Polly? We, we talk about how the Blues were like an anomaly. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they, they were worse off in January than the Islanders are now. Right. The, this happened in recent history. And they didn't even, you know, I don't even think the Blues acquired somebody. They just kind of were like, okay, we're going to start playing now. So. Well, they did bring in a new coach. That's that. true. Okay, You bring in a new coach, and then you had Jordan Bingerton, a guy who was a career AHLer at that time period, comes up, and he's magma red hot. He posts like a 9-3 save percentage the rest of the season. I like, don't think Tom Kunockel being called up is going to be the difference for this team. Was that, Crump? I don't think Tom Kunockel being called up from Bridgeport <laughs> is going to make a difference on this team. <laughs> it's like it's not like we need the goalie, right? Their biggest issue was okay. They didn't have the goaltending. Their goaltending was woeful. And I mean, Jared Allen was was it Jared Allen at that time period. Jake I think Allen. it was Jake Allen. Jake yeah. Allen. Right. Oh, Jared Allen. The Jared Allen was still playing for the Minnesota Vikings. Trying to keep your sports straight. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, gracious. But but I mean, seriously, you look at it, you go, okay, yeah, that's right. They had the coaching change, which we're not going to do, and they had a goalie who came up and played lights out. I mean, that's what helped propel them in, into the playoff spot to squeak in. You talk about that L.A. Kings. Now, are you talking about the 2013-14 year that they won, I assume, the most recent time period? Yeah, I mean, both of those teams, though, were not offensive powerhouses by any stretch of the imagination, and they turned it on and got what they needed in the playoffs. But look look at look at the look at the composition of the age, because I pulled it up. I was interested in how old everybody was. 
Anze Kopitar, again, who's a really good player. He probably won't be a Hall of Famer. He's another one of those Hall of Very Good players. Right. I mean, still, 26 years old. Jeff Carter, 29 years old. Justin Williams, 32 years old. Mike Richards, 28 years old. Drew Doughty, 24 years old. Slava Voinov, 24 years old. Dwight King, 24 years old. Tyler Toffoli, 21 years old. Brown, 29 years old. I mean, I see maybe three, three – I mean, a Marion Gabbard, who is, again, who was traded at the deadline. They acquired him at the deadline, 31 years old. Majority of their players were – getting ready for their prime, near their prime, or in their prime. You didn't have a multitude. I mean, you look at the age of our team, 31, 31, 32, 33, 34, 31, 32, 37. 37, 44, 39. Hike! I mean, like, we're, we're, I mean, the answer for this team's struggle as we were, you know, the one game away from making the Stanley Cup was to bring in 44-year-old defenseman Zidane Chara and 37-year-old left-wing Zach Parise. That was the move. That's what we decided to do the offseason. It wasn't enough. It was way underwhelming. And I just think to myself, I'm like, you don't have the talent that those Kings teams had. Or St. Louis. Oh, the Sa- I'll be the Blues. The Blues had talent on those teams. That's they just true. underperformed that particular year, the first <clears throat> half of the season. But they had talent. O'Reilly, uh, Schwartz, uh, Peter Angelo, um, Peter Angelo still there. O'Reilly. I mean, all those guys were on that team. They were they were a good team. Right. They could just they had the wrong coach all those years. And Barubi came in. They caught lightning in a bottle, and they won a Stanley Cup. That's not happening with us. It just isn't. Not this year. Not any year. All right, well, we do have to pay the bills around here. So we're going to tell you about DraftKings, our gracious sponsor. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and older, minimum age, and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in New York. Call 887 or 8778 ho penny or text ho penny 467369 and so so you so then okay original original question any moves during deadline player wise yes. sell 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 <clears throat> sell sell that's what you want but i think that what you're yeah. saying management and coaching it's, is it's like no it's we're happen. still going it's i think it's going to happen i think you're going to see us deal off um Auxiliary pieces like maybe a Zach Parise, maybe a Cal Clutterbuck, maybe a Zidane Chara, maybe an Andy Green. So you're going to get yourself a couple of fifth, sixth, seventh round picks. It's not going to solve the core problem, which is that our forward group is all over the age of 30 and unproductive. 
and they're all on long-term contracts. See, that's the biggest issue. You need to get rid of some of those guys before you can bring in some new talent. Yeah, but you're saying management's win now, though. So they're going to go against their word, and they're going to—they're not going to bring in anybody big. I think what they're going to do what they're going to do is this: they're going to look at this year as a lost cause. But what they're going to do is they're going to say, we're going to put together the same cast and crew next year, and we're going to expect a different result. What they're going to do is they're going to be picking a lottery selection. They're going to trade that lottery pick away as well as one of their top six forwards now to get rid of some cap in order to bring in an elite, an elite air quotes, winger. And they think that's going to solve all the issues with the team an additional year older. They are going to sell off this year the pieces like your Cal Clutterbox, who he's on an expiring contract, your Zidane O'Chara on the one-year deal, your Andy Green on the one-year deal, your Zach Parisa, if they can, if there's any market. They're not going to get a big return. Maybe they'll get something for 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 Cal Clutterbox. They're not going to sell off your your uh, uh, Semyon Barlamovs, who have, you know, after this year, one more year on the contract. They're not going to sell off your Scott Mayfield, who Again, top four defenseman, $1.4 million cap hit, who's under contract for an additional year. They're not going to sell off of those pieces that could really get you a large amount. What they're going to do is they're going to sell, they're going to sell their prospect, maybe Atu Ratu. Maybe they'll sell off a draft pick in order to bring in another player. They're going to go all in and they're going to revamp in the offseason is what I think is going to happen. Disagree. Disagree. What do you think? What do you think? I, I, like I said, I, I, what I would do would be totally different. I think they're just, I do think they're close, but I don't think they're going to invest any more draft capital. I can't see that. They have to know that this team is not good enough and the players are not good enough. Do you really think that Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz on the one year left they have on a contract are going to say, yeah, our team's not good enough. Let's just go ahead and just rebuild up. Hey, Lou Lamarillo, you want to sign up for another four year rebuild? I know you're 79 years old right now. He's got one year left on his contract. What he's going to do is he's going to say, Hey, listen to me, Malkin. Listen to me, Ledecky. You know, this is just an aberration. You know, this year we start off with a 13 game road trip. We got hit with COVID. We changed the protein powder in our post workout drinks. We wore the, <laughs> we wore the third jersey that was a little too snug on our guys' arms. And that's the reason we, we, we kind of fell off the wagon. And we had injuries, right? That's the reason we didn't make it to the playoffs this year. But. If you trust us, right? We got one year left. It's going to be a bold move. Now we're going to go bold and now we're going to sell everything off we have in the future to try to win the next year. Now it's going to be Stanley Cup or bust. Trust us this time. That's what's going to happen. Okay. And, we're going to and be you know what ownership should say? Somebody needs to change, change your meds, Lou, because that shit ain't happening on my watch. We have a brand new arena. We have a, we have one of the worst teams in the league and we're boring as hell to watch. That does not put asses in seats. Yeah. I'm sorry. It doesn't. And ownership might need to step up. I mean, let, I'm going to give credit to the owners. They've been hands-off. And Lou Lamarillo did what he came in there to do, which is make the team respectable again. But yep. you know what? At 79 years old, there's no harm in saying the game has passed you by. It's time to bring some fresh blood in. There's nothing wrong with that. And then we're Adam, with we Fredo. Appreciate what you did. Oh. We're, we're taking Fredo to the middle of the lake at this point, right? And... Yeah, that's right. I mean, come on. <laughs> taking the Lake Tahoe. Yeah. A couple of Hail Marys and see you later. And yeah, it looks like you, 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 uh, you know, honestly, you guys did, you did boost the, uh, the viewership numbers and, and, um, it looks like some of your faithful are in here chiming in. Uh, Steven <laughs> Lazari is saying, uh, Lou absolutely decimated this team and castrated it. Some strong words from the Islanders faithful here. Um, okay, well, let's move on. I think that we've had enough bashing of of just the Islanders up and down. I mean, this was um, – I figured you guys would be kind of doom and gloom, but, like, this is uh, 
It's wow, realism. Polly. What do, I mean, it's Polly, realism. come on. Well, Polly, tell, did you expect this? I thought there there would be at least like a silver lining. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> you know, I I thought we would hear some some attempts at defending what's been going on. But, you know, I respect the honesty and it is refreshing. You know, you say realism, grumpy old man, and you're right because this is such a, uh, a relief after just seeing the garbage that you see on hockey Twitter, hearing, yeah. hearing some honest, open opinions from hockey fans and not just being homers. Pretty nice. And so let me, let me ask you, well, let's, let's shift it a little bit. The UBS arena. Now in yep. Long Island, correct? Uh, this not really. Kind of. Kind of. Is it Brooklyn? What, where yes. is it? Okay. It's, it's, it's close to the city. It's real close to the city. It's okay. like right there. And we had, we had actually Andy Hammond of the, uh, the New York Rangers here, the uh, Broadway Boys podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, another OG. Um, and, of course, he was reveling in the poor performance of the Islanders. And he called that arena the "You Beat Us" arena, which doesn't exactly match up, but uh, it's it's pretty good. I, I laughed at that. He's so, a tell He's a Ranger me, Ranger fan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. What yeah. one cup since what, what one cup? What is it, Grumpy? One since nineteen forty, whatever. Yeah, we can't say that anymore. We haven't won one since nineteen eighty three. So that you guys just yeah. they've won one cup in the last uh, almost uh, last century. Yeah, well, you guys uh, got four Hammond, in a row. Decades, last seven, six decades. That doesn't bother me. I just have to say, Andy Hammond, uh, the Rangers aren't winning the cup this year either. So. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> so, no, all right. Just, don't think your team is that great. Have you, you guys have you guys gone to the arena yet? Are you? Are is there a trip plan? Because I know that you all you you live away, but um, no, is, no trip, no trip planned here yet. I mean, what what we can do, right? On the secondary market, the great thing is you can buy the bottom bold seats for like not even twenty bucks. And the New York right wow. there, because the team's Whoa. been so woeful in the secondary market, we could just pay pennies for it. And what the rumor is, not only next year they're going to raise season ticket prices next year for those season ticket holders. And I, I can tell you one thing: many fans are already very upset with the product they're seeing. Not, and we've always said, right. For a team, there's a few things you have to do, especially when you roll out a new stadium. You want to win games, ideally. That's a good way to put fans in a seat. But you want sure. to be entertaining. We're right. not doing either of those. We're the most boring team in the NHL, and we're losing games. And you're going to be raising season ticket prices. Holy crap. You must want an empty stadium sooner than I thought. <laughs> but I mean, everything is so expensive there, honestly. You know, sure. you pay 18 bucks for a... A know. shack burger. It's a bagel with a with a little shack patty that they've got on a shack fried chicken sandwich. Eighteen bucks for a shack burger, and you think to yourself, "I'm like, yeah, I'd want to get it just to say I got it, right?" It's on, you know, the Blue Line Deli, who I like. I like Blue Line Deli, like Stephen Rosin, and he's got, you know, the, it's like the the orange and blue. We've had their bagels before, Grumpy and I, and they're good. They're sweet bagels, and they got little bur- and they got little shack patty. Eighteen bucks. I mean, like a drink, right? If I'd go there to go to, and eat and drink, I'd be I'd be spending a hundred bucks on conce- concessions, even if I ate beforehand. Yeah, you know, that's that's probably before beer. beer. <laughs> Absolutely, that's before your thirty dollars in beers. <laughs> I, don't drink, beers. I just drink. I just drink water now. That's true. Yeah, grumpy. And we know you're you're very health conscious, and uh, okay. and staying hydrated is is paramount to your to your existence here. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, I stay hydrated all the time. It's just a little different different <laughs> hydration method. Um, so I <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well. I mean, it, I, it is. Can I, I just want to say one thing. Okay. 
I think this Wednesday for Islander fans, the game is on TNT mm-hmm. against Vancouver Canucks. The last game against the Kraken was so bad, and Matt Barzell was brutal. He was awful. Brutal. Awful. Brutal. And we love Matt Barzell. But we call it like it is. Yep. Barry came out after the game and said, you know, our bottom two lines, you know, were good. They weren't the issue. Our first two lines were terrible. And they were. But Matt Barzell was by far the worst player. That said, he's not the worst player on this team. Everyone else was invisible. He looked bad because he was turning the puck over because he's the only one capable of doing anything. You want to see fan unrest? Because he suggested, it's what he suggested, that there's going to be big changes when they come back. If Matt Barzell gets benched and he plays all the all the older guys, don't sit, none of them, Bailey, Lee, Palmieri, Nelson, just read them all off. You're going to see the fans totally lose their minds. Be happy at the road trip because I don't know what would be thrown on the ice service if Matt Barzal is not in the lineup. <laughs> I mean, like this guy, you talk about miserable, miserable decision-making and miserable lineup combinations. This son of a bitch, Barry Trotz. And here's the thing. He should be gone. Fired yesterday. <laughs> oh Listen to this. Kiefer Bellos. Kiefer Bellos, young skater, left wing, played left wing in juniors, played left wing at the U.S. development level, played left wing in college hockey, played left wing at AHL level, He's played left wing at the NHL level. He had played when we had in Injuries, COVID and injuries, he had played, I think it was 17 games, he had, I think it was 10 points or 9 points or whatever. So he has been a left winger every single stage of hockey he's ever played in. This bastard Barry Trotz, when he's got Kyle Palmer coming back, this bastard puts him at the right wing. He's never played on his off wing once. And they said, you know what we're going to do? Instead of putting Zach Parise, who has played right wing for us already this season, on that line, instead of putting him at right wing, we're going to give P for Bellos treatment. We're going to give him – what? You have your, your little time of events a little off. No, no, Don't no. Worry, no. I'll clean it up. I'll clean it up on the back end. So. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for interrupting. You got me off the train. Anyway. They had put Kiefer Bellos, and and he had Kyle Palmieri getting back to healthy. He's 85%. And now we're going to put Kiefer Bellos back in the lineup after being a healthy scratch a few games after producing. They put him on his off wing. They put him on the right wing. Three out of the last four games he had played. And he had played really well hockey. People were like, oh, wow, I didn't know Kiefer Bellos played this well. He's scoring power play goals. Our power play is actually putting the puck in the net. We're miserable in the power play. And people are like, oh, man, maybe we have something in Kiefer Bellos. And what's the first thing Trotz does when he comes back after being sick with co or at the death i think of his of his mother or i can't remember the timeline it was a death of somebody he comes back and he puts key pillows on the off wing for the last three three of the last four games and he looks woeful he looks like he's out of sorts he's playing on his off wing he's never played the right wing at the nhl level at the age of 22 years old when you have other veterans who have played right wing before that you decide to put this kid on the right wing to fail that i did have a problem with and that i think was done intentionally and that i don't forgive Okay, no. let me clean it up a little bit. When Barry Trotz was out because of the death of his mother, um, and Lane he also had COVID, he missed, I think, three games. Lane Lambert was the head coach. And all of a sudden, you saw the young guys, particularly Noah Dobson, defenseman, Kiefer Bellows, Left and Oliver Wallstrom, all right. picked their play up. They were some of the probably three of the top five players on the team Every one of the games where Lambert was head coach, every single one. Bellows was playing on the aforementioned left wing. Wallstrom was playing on the second line, 
and uh, Noah Dobson was doing what he did in juniors, which is be creative, skate the puck up, drive the puck in, be a force from the back end. And I've always ascribed to the theory that Barry Trotz shackles the young guys where they're afraid to make mistakes. Barry comes back, first game, and this was after he said Kyle Palmieri is not guaranteed to have a spot back when he's healthy. Okay. Just make sure you have that in your mind, which is all horseshit. As soon as he came back to healthy, so, he was put right back in the top six. So Barry comes in, and he puts Kiefer Bellows, like TJ mentioned, on the right wing. And he played 11 minutes. And after the game, well, what did you think of Kiefer's game? And he goes, well, I didn't think much of it. I don't think he and Barzell had much chemistry. And I'm laughing because last year when Anders Lee went out, Kiefer Bellows played on the left wing before he gave it to Leo Komarov and had three goals in four games. So there is chemistry between the two, and he did work. It's just that he played on the off wing. I knew it was a setup right from the get-go to get Kyle Palmieri in the lineup. Why? Because Bellows was playing extremely well under Lane Lambert. So he sabotages the kid by playing a position he's never played before, and his suit, the next game, who's ready to play on the on that wing? Kyle Palmieri as soon as he's healthy. The laugh, too. I forgot. The shit he does oh, in yeah. the post-game interview drives me fucking nuts. The <laughs> laugh he had. He asked, Andrew Gross asked a question, what did you think about Kiefer Bellis on a first-line right wing? <laughs> I didn't think much of it. And he starts, just, think? he starts tearing this kid apart to the, to the press, and, he, and then he has to try to start reeling it back in a bit. And then recently, he was asked a question about – from Andrew Gross. And I can pull it up. I can pull up the exact timestamp if you want me to. I've got it pulled up and we absolutely obliterate it, right? And we're like, okay, it went kind of whatever viral on, on, uh, on, on, uh, social media on Twitter. But Andrew Gross, to his credit, a part of the Islanders media cartel actually asked him a tough question and Barry's thin ass skin could not handle it. I could pull it up on screen if you guys wanted to. No, we yeah. don't want to. Well, it's, no, it's fine. And I, I'm just, I'm over here. Crafting, Polly. I don't know if you are. Are you crafting the the tinfoil hat yet? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the sabotage of the New York Islanders via Barry Trotz. Boys, this is you. crazy. All right, play it. Play, play, play. We're probably going to get uh, shut down for this for copyright. But go ahead. No, no. This one does. This one does. Feeling like they sold it. I think. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, I, I know you have your your six on five unit, but um. Do you want a shot like Wallstrom's out there in the final minute, or do you worry about blue line containment a little bit? I want who? Uh, Wallstrom. Uh, this is a player we had mentioned that needs to play a top six role. Now right. we're starting to get questions from the media as to why he's not playing in a big moment when he's got the best shot on your team. He's got a good shot. He's on the six-on-five unit most, most nights, yeah. I, I don't understand the question. Well, no, I, I just noticed he, he wasn't on the ice after after he scored the goal with four minutes left. No, no. Yeah, no, we had we had one uh, one unit that we were trying to do some things with. I thought they did a really good job, and they, they could have scored. So, no, it, it moves around. It moves around all the time. He's on definitely on one of the six-on-five units, um, and we just felt that there were some other guys are maybe going a little bit better. Obviously, he scored the goal, uh, you know, diving in, but that, that goal was created by shot and net traffic and, and loose pucks. So, you know, yeah, he's on, on the six on five unit. So I, I don't really understand your, 
Your question. Kevin Kersey, athletic. I don't understand the question. I love that one. Why was he not on the six on five? I don't know. He's on the lines, but he just wasn't out there on that one. And he discredits the goal, which was a beautiful goal by Oliver Wallstrom. Yeah, it was created by a shot net front traffic. And, you know, he just happened to tap that one in the net. That's the career of freaking Anders Lee right there. Tapping one in the net, which is all created by other players. And he's shitting on this kid when he's asking, why is the guy with the best shot not on the six on five? Well, I don't understand the question. Bam! I, I, no. <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen Trotz in a press journal in actually quite a while. Uh, dude looks pressure like must he's be aged. Wonders for you. Yeah, I about to say your, your blood pressure must be good. He's he's aged uh, quite a bit being out there on the island. I think because <laughs> he's getting asked. He's got you know they say as you get older that you get thinner skin, and the way he's answering those questions really innocuous questions. He, he's, he's he's acting like he's like a hundred and fifty. Did you? Are you speaking from experience, sir? I'm speaking from experience. Absolutely. How <laughs> else would I know? <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Well, <laughs> Polly, I, I mean, no, do you like, have anything for these guys? I just, it's. I mean, I feel like we got to pick them up, and if if we were in person, we'd have to pick them up and carry them out of the studio. I don't know. Give them like some smelling salts. It's it's so anger bad. can carry you a long way. <laughs> You don't need to worry about us. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're uh, we're we're two people who dated the same person with very different relationships, and that's that's the difference of opinion here. Um, it's you true. You when you dated her, she was twenty five. When we dated her, she was eighty six. <laughs> <laughs> she she <laughs> cooling out the side of the mouth, totally cashed. You had the hot Barry. Well, you didn't even have the hot Barry. You had the middle-aged Barry. We got, you know, forget about it, Barry. We got the drug-addicted Barry that's just like, what the hell are you doing out there with your decisions, your answers? your I, I tell you, it's like at least Islander fans are starting to realize this. This is We've been talking about these small things adding up for years now under trots. But, you know, when they're winning, it's okay. It's not up to the forefront. Now that we're losing, you're seeing a lot of people coming around and they're like, yeah, what the hell is this? People who were not originally ascribing to our thought process. Yeah, here's the thing. I say, you know, when people say, well, what have you done? <laughs> when did, what's, where's your Stanley Cup? Huh? Oh, who are you to say something? I'm like, what has Barry Trotz won for us? Has he won us a Stanley Cup? No. Has he won us an Eastern Conference title? No. Has he won us the division title? No. Is he even the best team within a 15-mile radius? No. So, I mean, I think I can speak on that. <laughs> suck is suck. Suck is suck. I'm able to see it. All right. All right. Fair enough. Well, Caps fans, um, I'm sorry to have subjected you to this. Uh, I feel like I have to apologize to all of you personally for all of this Barry Trot slander. But um, if you are more interested in, in strapping on the tinfoil hat with these guys, I mean, holy shit. It... <laughs> Polly, they all come around to my way of thinking. They all come around. Every single Wilder fan is coming around to my way of thinking. Hey, I, I always, I always say that you know you heard of the curve. I am the curve. If look, <laughs> if we wouldn't have won a cup in 2018, we would have re-signed Barry Trotz and continued this way. Uh, Why I could definitely see us. You know, I see. I, yeah, I mean, I see, I see us in your position in, because. The thing is, Barry, that was a big thing, is that there were several questions about his deployment. 
uh, and especially when it came to the younger guys. I mean, and he held true to this is not a development league, and that was his his go to line. The NHL is a, is a performance league, so it's the top league in the in the world, and that's how it should be. But um, luckily for Caps fans, that didn't happen, and Barry Trotz will be forever immortalized in in DC. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Yeah, why was, why did he not sign back? Why did he not sign back? He had the option, or there was an option to extend his contract. Why did Barry Trotz not sign back after just winning a Stanley Cup? Oh, I feel like I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna fall into something here. So they didn't want him. They didn't want no, to pay they him. They didn't want to pay him. That was the thing. They, so I mean, what, they they'd, have pay, they'd have to pay him five million dollars a year, selling out and winning another Stanley Cup. If that's really the type of coach and the quality of coach you had, that would have well <laughs> off. No, 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 no. And I knew you were going to go here. I knew you were going to go here. No, this is a Ted Leonsis decision, and Ted Leonsis is a you know a big businessman, and he said, "Look, here, well, here's the thing: Barry Trotz, we had for another year. Like he, we had him for that year." And we, we had him for another and we let him go. We said, look, you can leave. Um, but mid contract, you're not getting any more money. You're, you're getting your 500k bonus for winning the Stanley Cup, which was, you know, unbeknownst to us, a, a possibility. Uh, and that's it. And then, you know, later on when the contract stuff comes up again, we can talk about it then. And Barry said, I've gotten offers to go get more money. And I feel that it was more of a business decision on both parties. So we cut his contract. We said, go ahead, leave. He's making $4 million a year. Oh, I know. And Laviolette, the guy we ended up paying is making at least that, right? Lavi's probably making three or four. That's that's the thing, right? When I say from the business side, and that's why I don't think it holds any water, right? If if he really is the coach that everybody ascribes he can win Stanley Cups, he's this. He's only got one Stanley Cup in 24-some-odd years of coaching. So, you know, hey, just by the odds, right, you should have a chance to win if you're a head coach every single freaking year in the league. He's like the Andy Reid. He's like the – Andy Reid, I'd argue, has had more success than Barry Trotz. And Andy Reid, I think, is a choke artist. That being said – go ahead, Grum. Can I just say one thing? I do remember hearing somewhere where Ted Leone said that uh, Stanley Cups are bad for business. He did say that. That's why I let him go. <laughs> it was about it was about the contract that that was put on. They paper. didn't want him back. Bottom line, they didn't want him back. I, I don't know. Let about him go that. because they well, didn't want him back. And I will. I'll give you that too, Grumpy, because we I thought agree. that Todd Reardon was going to be the man, and he fucking sucked. He was terrible. I hated Todd Reardon. Uh, probably I was. It was the same thing. Ten games in, I was like, Todd Rudin sucks, dude. I thought this was going to be like the defensive uh, powerhouse of a team. We can't even break out the puck without making five passes first. This is, uh, this is terrible. I don't know what he's even trying to do here. Stir it up in our own zone? That doesn't seem like a very good idea. We want to get the puck out and go go north-south or south-north as, as quickly as possible, which Laviolette has come in and immediately cleaned up. And it was it was an immediate change which is the best thing about laviolette in my eyes is how how he's uh turned around the breakout um but you know to your point sure they didn't want him back because they had thought they had they had a new young cheap coach who was going to get his first start at the nhl level and the caps are no strangers to giving guys their first first shot adam oates dale hunter todd reardon just in recent memory all trash they all fucked up they i mean and Dale Hunter didn't do a terrible job. I mean, he was in, they, like, the Caps basically begged him to come in, but he's, I mean, he, he gave Ovechkin his worst year, uh, 
ever in a full season. And then Dale Hunter is the one that walked away. He was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go back to juniors and, and be king of the castle. So king I don't of the know. Castle, king of the castle. <laughs> exactly. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it is interesting. And, and we'll see how this, how the trot saga unfolds. But as far as the, as far as the Islanders go as a team, you guys are saying no playoffs this year. Shitty rebuild, ne- shitty retooling next year. That is Correct. eventually going to set you back five years for a new GM and new coach. I'm not sure the rebuild will be or the retool will be shitty. I think we are going to add new faces. We're going to add a big name guy. I really do believe. I said that last off season. I said take your money to Vegas. I would have been out of that. I would have been out of money. I would have been damn broke. That being said. I, the reason I think they're going to bring in a big name guy this offseason is because we're going to trade away whatever type of future we have. That just seems to be the MO that Barry had. Think about the last year, the few trade deadlines. We gave him a first and a third round pick. Would have been a second round pick if we won the cup for Jean Gabriel Pajot. I'm sorry, a first and a second. We gave him a first and a second, a first and a second round pick for Jean Gabriel Pajot, a third line center on our team. Then the year after, we gave up a second round pick for Andy Green, and then this last this last year, we gave up a first and a fourth round pick for Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac. We consistently overpay every single time that we have the ability to when we're trying to go after players. And again, I think it's because Lou, oh, he always overpays. You, I don't mind overpaying for legitimate talent. Kyle Palmieri is not legitimate talent. John Gabriel Pajot, as much as we love him, he's not legitimate talent. He's a bottom six guy. Kyle Palmer, a bottom six guy. You'd have to overpay for a guy like a Vladimir Tarasenko. You have to overpay for a guy like Philip Forsberg. You do not have to overpay for your Kyle Palmieri's, for your John Gabriel Pajot's, for your Andy Green's. But we do. What was the grade I gave that Kyle Palmieri trade the day it was announced? F minus. F minus. I said there's, I said there's no way it could be. I mean, it's probably a B grumpy. You're just wrong on that. And, uh, I want to beat the crow on that. Well, here, here's the thing, Grumpy. You were out on Kyle Palmieri the day that it was even sniffed by the media. I will say that. You know, look, you stick to your, you stick to your guns on that. And, um, I would say, I'm that, right. And yeah, I'm right. You are a lot of times, which is, uh, you know, all the time. Just say it all the time. Don't be afraid. <laughs> well, now you sound like a troll. Culture. Yeah. <laughs> My tagline is I've never been wrong. So. You can't steal yeah, that one. Like you, you've already, st- I've already given you enough material, Grumpy. You can't have that one either. I like that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, boys, it's been it's been amazing talking to you as always. Uh, I know Polly didn't say much. Polly, do you have anything anything for the for the Never Say Die boys? Yeah, just real quick. Um, <clears throat> little uh, new topic. Um, the the Olympic team went with a primarily college roster do you guys like that move do you anticipate a better finish than last time around when it was mostly ahl and european pros and brian gianta (laughs) for me i don't mind the olympics being i kind of liked it when it was the amateurs if you will um you know, I realized Russia never played by that game. I'm going way back before you all were born. Right. We um, knew. We knew but, that. We knew that already. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I just wanted everyone to know because I look so much better than you do. But I just wanted people to know that I am older than you in actuality, even though it doesn't look like that visually. So, uh, you know, but the, the thing that made that miracle on ice 
so amazing. And I've often said to TJ, I said, I feel kind of bad for you that you're never going to see anything like that because the Russian team was so good. Yes, they were professionals. It's before Russians were playing in the NHL. I understand that. But the fact that that team of college kids was able to beat the Russian juggernaut is like a monumental moment in sports history. And I kind of miss that. And I feel bad, honestly, for younger people since uh, they never get to see anything like that. Um, but that said, I don't mind having the college uh, performers in there. I kind of think it's better because maybe a lot of them aren't going to be good enough to play in the pros, but they get to represent their country and have a chance to win a gold medal. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, and I kind of agree. Uh, I kind of agree. I know that Josh Hosang, our boy, is going to be representing Team Canada. Josh Hosang, I hope he does well. <laughs> saga, Josh Hosang. We have a saying in the Islanders uh, Never Say Die podcast that, you know, when things go wrong and you're never given a chance by the Islanders, you got Hosang. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, quick, quick story. Barry Trotz, they had a prospect, uh, Alexander uh, Goloshev. Who, Anatoly Goloshev. Anatoly, whatever his name is, it doesn't matter. He's not with the team anymore. Doesn't so, matter what uh, his name is. He was, he was uh, on the practice squad, and he was never given a chance, even with all the COVID issues, with uh, you know all the games, all the injuries we had, never given a shot to play on you know the NHL team, even though he was on the taxi squad. And somebody asked Barry, "Well, what about Goloshev?" You know, uh, why was he never given a shot after he, he went was back? still on the roster? He said, why is Anatoly Goloshev not in there? Why is he not been getting a shot? This is when we had like 10 or 12 people out with COVID before they had put the break on. This was like middle of December. This happened. We this understand. is when we were playing. Okay. So let me finish my story. You want to chirp in after that's fine. <laughs> so, uh, so then they, somebody asked Barry, he's like, well, why isn't Goloshev given a shot? He said, well, you know what? He's never proved it at the NHL level. Well, Barry, he's only been with your team, and you've never given him a shot at the NHL level. How is he ever going to have a chance to show it at the NHL level? I mean, I guess he doesn't think that people pay attention to what he says. We do. We listen Obviously, yeah, yeah to, a, to an extreme, apparently, just as we've, as we've discovered. Polly, what, what, there was a follow-up to that, I think, maybe. I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I was just saying that uh, we we'd been talking about it. We were hoping they would go with this kind of roster for the Olympics because it's almost like they have an older version of the World Juniors team. And I'd be I haven't looked it up, but I'd be willing to bet a lot of these guys played together for Team USA in World Juniors in the the development team. So I think they're heading towards. Um, you know they're going to be more hungry, like you said, getting a chance to prove themselves, and also there's probably more chemistry than when they throw the pros together. Yeah, and and it, it, there's a there's a ton to be said about how the NCAA has quickly become a premier development league for the NHL, which you know, and I, I think that too. you know old old like. Hockey fans have been watching. I mean, even in our lifetime, that was not the case. It was always the Q in, in the, the USHL and other junior teams where you could fight and do things like that. But now the NCAA is, seems to be where a lot of the powerhouse, um, talent is being centralized in, which is interesting. And right. And Johnson, University of Michigan, I'm telling you, they, they've got one of those. They just seem like they're the feeder team as of recent, the last two or three years. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Cool stuff. So, uh, you know, obviously we're we're both uh, 
big USA fans. And it's good to see that like power is being centralized into the United States uh, a little bit more when it comes to hockey. So that's, <laughs> that's great. We love to see it uh, wrestle it away from those Canadians, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, well, we'll cut it off here. <laughs> Unless you guys have any more to say, uh, that was a rhetorical question, by the way. But um, <laughs> we did nothing else, nothing else, guys. Yeah, but listen, um, what we will open the floor to. Why don't you plug all of your podcasts right now again, and and uh, and and you know, let them let them know. We've got two podcasts. One where we talk just Islanders, and if I assume you're a Capitals fan, you probably don't want to listen to it. But unless by surprise, you do. Unless you want to be entertained about some some struggles and the woes of the Islanders, you could check out the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. And that happens every Wednesday and Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're just a fan of banter and fun talk about sports and shooting the shit, that's when you need to make sure you check out TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That's on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter on Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. i got to use the bathroom, Grump. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. That's something else you need to know about TJ. He can't hold his water. <laughs> All right? No, no problem there. Now, here's the thing. As everyone knows, I have no idea about any of these things. I just show up. And I talk. That's what I do. Right. TJ handles all that that other stuff. But I think he hit the two that uh, that we do. We do the Islanders never say die. And TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Once again, you want to have a good time. Listen to our podcast. If you don't, continue to listen to Cat's Church. <laughs> Always. But actually, in I that. think you, I think actually you can listen to both. Um, but we we just we have a good time. We're just fans who just just love talking hockey and likes it, the general sports one. Uh, we do fan fight segments, which are great. We do a little <laughs> blow by blow, play by play on stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we talk, we, anything and everything is open. So, and we talk a lot of movies. Uh, it's just a whole lot of fun. So Absolutely. please check us out tonight, eight o'clock, uh, TJ time. I always say TJ time because he's usually running a little bit late, <laughs> but for the day in the grumpy old man show and do listen to the guys on capture because they are really a fantastic couple of fantastic, uh, caps fans. They really are. And they know their stuff. So. Wow, Grumpy. Thank Thanks. you. I'm blushing. I'm blushing yeah. over here. Uh, you know, I, I Don't worry. I'll give, I'll give you the rub. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, since you've got the other pod, let's uh, let's hear your Super Bowl pick. Yeah. It's been a bad week for me. Uh-oh. I have to admit, uh, being a Tom Brady fan for all these years, uh, it's just it's just amazing how he beat Father Time. And I wish TJ was here because I somehow managed to incorporate Tom Brady in every single podcast that I do. <laughs> but, you know, I feel it's apropos this week, right? But the greatest of all time, it's going to change the way I watch the sport. Uh, that said, I just figured that I'm just going to throw that in, just to throw it in. But uh, looking at this sun- next Sunday's game, I don't think Cincinnati is there yet. Um, I think Kansas City threw up on themselves, Patrick Mahomes in particular. Uh, which is why the Bengals made the playoffs. I don't think their offensive line is strong enough. I'm predicting, even though uh, I don't think Matt Stafford is that great at the quarterback position, I think the defensive play of the Rams, particularly the defensive line, is going to cause really a whole lot of problems for Cincinnati. So I'm going to go with the Rams in that game. You heard it here, folks. There it is. There it is. Um, all right, Caps fans, we're going to cut this one off. Again, thanks a lot, Grumpy Old Man and TJ, who's taken a whiz from the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. 
if you liked it, sub to them, hit them up. You know, uh, it's always a good time having you again, Grumpy. Thanks a lot, man, and uh, wish you luck going forward. And we'll have to we'll have to do some more collabs in the future, as always. All right. Hey, no problem. I know TJ does want to bring you on our show uh, pretty soon. Well, that's good. Let's do it up. Let's do it up. We usually we usually slop them out. So uh, we'll we'll come and defend Barry Trotz maybe a little bit. In- <laughs> no, good luck. <laughs> I, I t- <laughs> good luck. Like I said, they're hanging him an effigy in our fan base right now. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, guys. Take care. Uh, until next week, Hockey Trail Pie Cupcakes. Grumpy old man TJ signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>